0: All right, we're back here on The Word with G. Don't worry, I'll get to you in a second. 26 past the hour of 12 o'clock. Just chatting it up with one of my favorite guys off the air uh, as he is going to join us here in a second. And he is the head baseball coach of the Chattanooga State Tigers, a team that is currently 23-8, and 11-7 in conference. They have won five games in a row. The bats are blazing hot. The pitching is really turning a corner and coming around, and they're playing well as of right now. They've got in-state rival Cleveland State coming up on Saturday to talk about all of that. And Of course, his Baylor Bears is the head baseball coach of Chattanooga State, Greg Dennis. Coach, what's going on? Welcome in. Wait a second. Hold on. Wait a second. Hold on. I forgot to put the caller pot up, so I couldn't hear anything you just said. Start again.
1: I said that's quite an intro, and I appreciate your working my Baylor Bears in along with uh, the the State stuff. That's, yeah, uh, much appreciated.
0: Your your life is pretty good right now, huh?
1: Well, it it uh, it it's not the worst in the world. It, it's pretty <laughs> it's pretty, pretty pretty satisfying. We've gotten some Ws, and then I got to wake up on Tuesday morning and see the the, the Bears, the team where I graduated. My wife graduated from. My grandfather was a four sport letterman in the Hall of Fame and played basketball there. That's, that's there's there's some there's some happiness in our household, yeah.
0: No big deal. Just flexing on everybody right now. And and coach, I'm I'm a little I'm a little uh, perturbed that you such a big fan of the Baylor Bears and both alumni, you and your wife, did not stay up for the 9:20 tip to watch the game. No.
1: no, no, that's 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 above and beyond. Once it gets to be about 8:30, I'm sorry, Greg. It's uh, I got to read, and it, it's it's downtime, man. Can't do it. I I I'm, I'm not built for that. So. Man. No, no,
0: no. Jeez. Is that what I have to look forward to when I get when I get up in age? Well,
1: I don't know. I mean, maybe so. There's some other perks. that uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, AARP and stuff like that. <laughs> There's some other things. but yeah, that's, that's, that that's, you know, that's that's pretty much the high point. Yeah.
0: Uh now, <laughs> uh, let me ask you this. Is we're we're completely off the rails already in this conversation, but are you have you always been that way? Have you always been a Hey, I'm going to go to sleep early and, and wake up early type of person, or has this changed as you've gotten older? No, I have.
1: I, when I was playing ball at McClendon and Florida State, uh, my roommates were always out and about, and I was by eight thirty nine o'clock. I was done, and <laughs> so I I think that helped me because being just a little better than average player, I think that maybe gave me an edge sometimes because I was better rested and more ready to go. But no, I have always been, and I've always been an early bird, so it is not. Age is not, you know, it is not it made that more so? Not, not
0: one bit. Okay, so I'm a night owl now. That there's a chance that I'll still be a night owl as I get older.
1: I would, man. Yeah, probably so. All I mean, it might like lessen some, but yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I think so. Exactly, Coach Dennis uh, here with us on the Word with G. Let's talk a little, uh, little baseball now. As I mentioned, you guys have uh, won four in a row this week already. Monday versus BCA Postgrad Game One. A little bit of a a battle there 11 to 8 and you guys had to use a late push there in the 6th inning with four runs to overcome BCA. Talk to me a little bit about that game and um your top four hitters were incredible in this one 10 for 15, eight runs scored and five RBIs.
1: Yeah, we. I mean, you know, this is a a, a midweek game where we knew we were going to throw some guys that haven't gotten to and need to and you know, sometimes that's uh, that's a recipe for uh, some struggles, and unfortunately, you know, we uh, we we kind of bumped into the wall some and, and struggled early, and and wasn't really getting the ball over the plate very consistently, and that uh, that put us in a hole. But uh, the guys, I mean, we did a great job of coming back and staying. You know, we got to eight six and kind of hung in there and. And the pitching really uh, finally settled in and did a good job of of holding them. I mean, they had beaten uh, Cleveland State a, a week and a half earlier. They had beaten them in a non-conference game, so we kind of knew we were going to be we were going to be in it. And they've got to, we're actually recruiting a couple of their kids, and nice. uh, they're very talented. And uh, so uh, it's it's Brett Carroll's Academy, and Brett Carroll played some some big league ball, and and mm-hmm. is. From up in that neck of the woods, so he's putting together a, a really nice program, and we kind of had our hands full. But I was I was really proud of the way the guys kind of climbed back in, and then at the end of the game, you're right there in the in the sixth, we kind of uh, jumped out and got four to to put us in the head in the lead, and then Mike Schicker had just he threw three and a third and threw just lights out good for us, and uh, it was it was great to see him uh, do really well.
0: Yeah, exactly. I know uh, one of the names on there, Ryan Whitener, I know we've seen in, in many games already this year, but I don't recognize Jake Ferguson and, and Mike Schnicker, Uh Schicker, as you said, those are two guys that I, just looking at the box scores uh, day in and day out When I, whenever you guys get a chance to play, haven't seen a lot of their names. So it was good, as you mentioned, in these midweek non-conference games to get a couple of guys out there who don't usually see a lot of work and, and to give them some work, get an opportunity and to say, hey, look, if you pitch well in this opportunity, maybe there's a chance during a weekend series or a conference series that now I've got some faith in you that you might be able to get an opportunity to pitch in some of those games.
1: Yeah, and that, that's what you're hoping, is they're carving out a niche, and uh, it's just, you know, it's tough, because when you haven't pitched in a while, then you have the... the, the uh, propensity to kind of step up there and try to do more than what you yeah. can do, and that's not at your best. It's kind of like pinch hitting and thinking, well, i got to hit a home run to get another at-bat. It's like, no, it, it, it's more quality outing, quality at-bat. And, uh, you know, we just kind of pressed a little and uh, struggled some. But like I said, we got the, the, the wheels back on the rail, and that was the big thing and uh, didn't let the day get away from it.
0: Greg Dennis, again, our guest here on The Word with G. That's something interesting that you just said there. And, and yes, it's very difficult as a baseball player to be a part-time player or a pitcher who doesn't throw a whole lot. As a head coach, what is your philosophy into having conversations with those guys who clearly want to play but maybe aren't as good as the starters and just, just preaching to them, hey, you got to stay ready. You never know when the opportunity is going to come or an injury is going to going to happen and then when you get that opportunity whether it just be a pinch hit or an inning here in a midweek or something like that, that hey look, I don't need you to do too much just be yourself, go out there and just pitch quality innings and and, and have a quality at bat, even if you get out hit the ball hard, draw a walk something like that, it must be and I know this as a part-time player myself in college it is a difficult mindset to have but as a head coach I guess how do you go about having those conversations with those guys and, and just kind of conveying that to them
1: well, you try to stay uh, as positive with them as you can and, and try to help them kind of along the path that, that they're on right now. And it's it is really hard because all of these guys were guys in high school that were the guy. And now all of a sudden they're being put in a more limited role or in a secondary capacity and it's kind of – okay, can we get him comfortable, but we don't want him too comfortable mm-hmm. in it because you still want them competing to get into the, the, the lineup. I mean, they're still capable of it. Uh, you, the last thing you want is to look down your bench and see 15 guys sitting down there that are all satisfied or, or, <laughs> or happy there because that's not getting you where you want to go either. So it's uh, trying to find ways to keep them engaged uh, we do a lot of stuff in, in off days and BP, and we'll we'll do competitive things, and we'll do uh, scored-type uh, uh, batting practice and situations and, and, and defensive drills because you want to keep those guys engaged and let them know that carrot's still dangling out there. This is not in concrete, but... it it is it's really tough because it weighs on them and it's real easy for them to go you know the other direction and start really really struggling and almost kind of eroding
0: yeah that's a that's a really good point now uh on to game two against bca you guys had a much easier time of that you came out in the first two innings put up seven runs in uh what i imagine was another seven inning game that you guys were playing and just a a very well-rounded offensive performance a lot of guys got hits you got 10 runs on 10 hits in that game and also got a nice uh performance from Trevor Cumberland who started that game as well
1: yeah we did and I think we kind of got through the initial kind of hiccup speed bump what you will for that first game and I think the guys did a good job of of coming out that second game and really getting on them Trevor threw really well it's his second uh quality start for us he threw he threw a midweek against Ball state and threw really really well and uh it's good to see as we kind of get closer to that playoff time and postseason that you certainly want those guys that uh, have picked up some innings and are going to be able to maybe help you out in long relief or maybe in a spot start deeper into the playoffs so uh it was it was good to see and, and it was certainly from my perspective a much easier kind of breather there not to be uh trying to, to try to figure out ways to soak the fire and, and, and get the runs that we needed to to get over the hump like that first game.
0: Yeah, and then uh, on Wednesday you guys had uh travel to King College J V and uh you guys got a couple of nice wins there. Eight nothing in uh game one and you threw uh, Kobe Robinson and he was I mean, just par for the course, electric, that, that he's been all season long, seven innings, just one hit, no runs, no walks, and 11 strikeouts. I mean, I know the offense put up eight runs, but damn, he was incredible in this one, like we've seen most of the season.
1: Yeah, he was. And you know, Greg, I mean, they they were really, they were very physical and very, uh, uh, they they did a good job against him. It wasn't him just up there manhandling a bunch of kids at all. and. We scored four in the second, and then they held us to four until the sixth. And uh, there was a couple situations where they got a guy on, or, or they, you know they they kind of pressed deep in the count. And Kobe had to really dig down and, and make some pitches. And uh, it was great to get him some work and keep him kind of on that uh, track of getting the throw regular, not uh, getting off and pitching wise well hitting wise it was good they ran some arms out there that were very competitive arms and uh you know mid eight to upper eight and uh we, we just need to we need to keep stacking up games and so it was great it was a long way i mean it's a long day i told my class this morning i had two classes and <laughs> i said we left at about 6 45 and got back at about 10 30 last night and i'm i'm not built anymore as we said earlier in this discussion i'm not built anymore for that and uh uh, I had to do like Bobby Lane, the old quarterback for the, the Lions, said you have to sleep fast. I had to sleep fast last night to be able to get up and get back up here by 7 o'clock and be ready to go. So, But uh, the guys, uh, the first game did a really, really nice job, and Kobe was outstanding.
0: Quick turnaround for Coach there. That's yeah, not something that you're used to, but glad that you're here and you're, you're pushing through and you're as fiery as you always are, man. It, it doesn't seem like you didn't get a lot of sleep or your normal amount of sleep last night. Well,
1: I I, I try my old age. I, I do a better job of concealing now. So I, I I've learned the tricks of the trade. You you will find that out as you get older. You 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 learn how to the, the subtle art of sliding under the radar. <laughs> so I, I'm I'm making do right now.
0: Chattanooga State head baseball coach Greg Dennis hanging with us here on the Word with G. Before we get to game two, I noticed that you had James Basham leading off in that first game on Wednesday yesterday. Um, and I and I see generally I start to see some of the same names in about the same spots in the order around the same spot, but it still seems like you're maybe searching for a leadoff guy. Are, is that true? Are you still searching for somebody to kind of lead off as as we get down the stretch of the season here?
1: I asked that question probably twenty times in the last five <laughs> days, Greg. I mean, I'm told you, I can't tell you how many times I've looked over at Nick Chambers or Drake Robinson and said, "Who can we put at leadoff that we have a remote?" <laughs> You know, in analytics now, it's like, ah, whatever, just that poo hole. But you know? mm. like, I'd like to put somebody up there that I feel like is going to work to get on and maybe yeah. be able to fill it back. And we're just – it's a merry-go-round. It's an – you know, somebody does good for a game, and then the next two games they look like Ned, the first reader, and they got <laughs> no idea, and so we go to the next guy to try to – so it's uh, – I don't know. I mean, it, it has really been uh, – It has been very uh, perplexing, and hopefully as we continue on, we're going to find the one that's going to really light it up and and get very comfortable there.
0: Well, Before we get to the the second game, I I do want to allude to somebody lighting it up, and I wanted to ask you about him specifically because he's had a really strong four-game stretch for you, and that's Lyndon Weaver. Over the last four games, he's gone 8-for-13 combined, six runs, six RBIs, and three doubles. I know he's been one of your more consistent hitters and one of the top hitters on your team in terms of batting order and, and, and on-base percentage and average and whatnot. What have you liked about him, the season that he's having, and this stretch of games in which he's swinging the bat just extremely well?
1: Yeah, he and he has, and he, he did early in the year also. Uh, he uh, He's very physical up at the plate. Uh, we give up a little in strikeouts with him because Lyndon does tend to, uh, you know, he's got a really good eye, but he will tend to get a little aggressive. But he does a great job of squaring balls up. Yesterday, we were in base in that first game. We were in bases loaded, one run in, two outs. We were kind of letting the inning get away from us. He had two strikes on him, and then the guy threw him the fastball outside, and he he hit an absolute rocket down the first base line for a base clearing double and. uh, it changed the complexion of the game. It allowed us to kind of breathe a little bit and go, okay, now we don't have to kind of, you know, sweat every pitch. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's been very, very good and very, very clutch at times. And, uh, you know, I think he's really on some some four-year school's radars now, and he's being looked at by some some uh, mid-majors and some solid D2s. And uh, we're just hoping – he's kind of settled into that two spot. We had him at one, but I just kind of like him better at two. And, and we're hoping that we can find somebody at one that will compliment him there and give him an opportunity to really uh, continue to, uh, to move guys around the base.
0: Again, Greg Dennis, our guest here on the word with G you guys won uh, game Two, nine to one. Cam Hanson was good. Ryan Lobos out of the bullpen. And then of course uh, the rest of the uh, team offensively just continued to roll 11 hits scoring nine runs. But let me ask you quickly before I let you go, that uh, you got Cleveland State coming up on Saturday. I haven't personally called any of your games on a Saturday against Cleveland State yet. What are you expecting out of them? I know you haven't played them for a while. I mean, you haven't played them since, gosh, February, uh, about, geez, well, yeah, a while ago. Uh, what, what are you expecting out of them in the, in the season that they're having? And what do you guys need to do to be successful this weekend and continue on your winning ways?
1: Yeah, we missed our, two, our four games against them because they were in quarantine mm-hmm. and so we, we we missed those and it's been a while and, and coach Paulie Castro they're always really aggressive and they they uh always will put guys up on the mound that are very competitive. Uh obviously it's kind of a hatfield and McCoy's thing where we're both neighbors and it just no matter how good or bad either one of us is we always get up to play the other one and you know, you're going to get the best of what they've got. So, uh, you know, I've I mean, done they, They've had a good year at times and been really, really strong. And, uh, you know, we've, we've won three out of the four that we played previous, but again, like you said, that was a long time ago. And we're going to go back and, and relook at things and, and kind of get back over the charts and some of our video stuff and see,
0: and then, uh,
1: it's going to be a grinder because they're, uh, they're like I said, you're going to get the best of what they've got. So we're going to have our hands full with
0: them. Hey, should be a fun one. I'm looking forward to it on Saturday. I believe those games, uh, first game is at 12, and then the next game, that'll be a seven-inning game, and then after that at 2.30 or whenever that first game finishes, correct? Correct. All right, Coach. Well, I'm excited, and I will see you out at the ballpark on Saturday at around 11 o'clock. Good luck this weekend, and I'm sure I'll run into you at uh, at some point throughout the day. All
1: right. Thanks so much. I look forward to seeing you, Greg. No
0: doubt, Coach. Have a good one, and we'll talk on Saturday.